0: Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays, listeners. Jess and I are here to take a stance on one of the great holiday debates. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Find out what we think on episode 62 of the podcast. Cue the music. Welcome everyone to the Entertainment Buffet Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Brandon Prosek.
1: And I'm another one of your hosts, Jessica Quaz. And yeah, Jess, it's the
0: holidays. How, uh, how, how are the holidays going?
1: Great! I love the holidays. I go all out. I decorated my house the day after Thanksgiving. I've been ready to go for a while. I've been doing a lot of shopping, spending way too much money. But hey, it's for people I love, so that's great. And just eating delicious Christmas cookies and good food.
0: Awesome. And uh, Jess, don't forget, at the end of the episode, we're going to announce the winner of our holiday raffle for both a 20 and $30 Amazon gift card. Woo! Woo!
1: That's right. At the end of this episode, we will be giving away presents.
0: Yes. Don't skip to the end either. Don't be a Grinch or a Scrooge. Listen to this episode, and then you get the big payoff of who wins. So, uh Jess... um before we get started on this epic holiday debate and what our stance is on this great debate um let's let's just jump right in uh, let's not waste any time uh, what what have you been watching lately Jess?
1: so I have been watching more movies than shows um, I recently saw boy erased and widows in theaters um, boy erased was really intense, really good um, it's sort of an awards buzzy movie and I think it's definitely garnered that for a reason um it's a very intense watch but really well done um Widows was amazing um I loved it I think it's really sad that not enough people saw this movie um I think that's for like a few different reasons but I think mostly like the movie was weirdly marketed as like, an awards contender movie, because it kind of has the packaging as one. It has Viola Davis, uh, Stephen McQueen directed it, and he directed 12 Years a Slave, so there are, like, award winners a part of this movie, and it's fantastic, but it's more of a really, really well-done heist action movie than an awards movie, so I think it was just marketed really weird, and I don't think they knew what audience to sell it to, because um, unfortunately, it didn't do that well. I, I think it made back its budget, but after that, I don't think it made a ton of money. Um, but it's fantastic. The acting is great. The cinematography is beautiful. Um, Viola Davis is a queen among us peasants. She's fantastic.
0: <laughs> just
1: badass in this. And just the action sequences are really well done, too. And I, I like a good heist movie, of course. So it was really cool to watch one that was... Featuring all women, that was really neat to see. Um, I can't talk about how much I love this movie enough. Um, Daniel Kaluuya is in it, and I hadn't seen him in anything since Get Out. And his character in Widows is so different from his character in Get Out. It is wild. He is such a good villain in Widows. He was giving me like. Javier Bredem and No Country for Old Men vibes, just, like, really, like, sick and twisted and very scary, um, so he was amazing, and the Golden Globe nomination just recently came out, and it, it got nothing, which is kind of bullshit, because I think it was great for very many reasons, um, but mostly it's just that, like, none of people saw it, so if it's still playing near you, make it a priority to go see Widows, it's amazing, and then another movie I watched was A Wrinkle in Time, which is now on Netflix. Um, I'd been wanting to see this movie for a while. I never got to see it in theaters. Uh, it was a wild journey. It was, um, a lot. It was, it's a kid's movie. It's a Disney movie and it's based on a kid's book. Um, but (laughs) the movie itself is kind of wild in the visuals, in the acting. Um, Reese Witherspoon, Mindy Kaling, and Oprah Winfrey are... Wild as the misses, they They're really fun. Um, I like Ava DuVernay, so that's why I saw it. And it's just like kind of like one of those fun, charming movies you just watch and it kind of makes you feel good. Um, So I did enjoy it. Um, And then in terms of shows, the only show I've been watching recently is Homecoming, which is something that we kind of briefly mentioned in our last episode about podcasts. Homecoming is based on a Gimlet podcast, Uh, It just got recently released as a Amazon prime show and it's really interesting. Um, I didn't listen to the podcast. I probably will go back and listen to it. Um, So I have no idea what's going on. (laughs) Like it is one of those shows that you watch and you're like, I really like it, but I have no idea what's happening right now. Um, (laughs) But I want, I'm still going to keep going. Uh, It's, it's interesting, and it's shot really cool. It's shot in like a like an old noir movie style, uh, which I really like. Um, but plot-wise, I have no idea what the hell is going on. So hopefully I'll find out. Um, but if I don't, that's fine, because it's pretty cool.
0: Nice. I also have mainly been watching um, movies, um, some of which is just stuff I've seen before. But as far as like one show I did watch on Netflix is uh, Bump and Mikes with Dave Attell and Jeff Ross. Um, this is just a three-episode little special that they do where they do uh, two-man stand-up. I recently uh, this last month or so hosted a bad movie night with some friends. Uh, is I saw the movie Phone Booth.
1: <laughs> oh my God! Was that your first time watching that movie?
0: I had seen good portions on TV, but like this is the first time from f- beginning to end. Uh, if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, this movie from 2002 with uh, Colin Farrell right when he was like first becoming famous. like and Kiefer Sutherland is the voice of this man who calls Colin Farrell on the phone booth and has a sniper rifle on him and is pretty much like, do what I say or I'm going to shoot you. And, uh, it's pretty much the whole film takes place like on that block and in the phone booth and it, it, it's, <laughs> it's, bad. it's, it's not well made. Like the idea, I liked the idea I would have loved as a writer to challenge myself to make a single location setting with such a, uh, high stakes, um, concept even though it's low uh, as far as uh not a lot of there's no explosions there's no car chases there's no you know shootout scenes it's just all in this phone booth and people talking to him on the phone and uh to him but yeah you can totally tell like early 2000s film style like with some of the editing and the shooting and like the uh even just uh, colin farrell he's such a good actor That's what some people forget. But he had a bad string of movies where everyone thought he was just a shitty actor. No, his acting's not that bad. It's just he Mm -hmm. made terrible choices. Because I'm pretty sure he did that film, and then within that year or so, I think it was about O three, he did Daredevil, uh, where he was the villain Bullseye, and like that, and like maybe another film, like all right in a row, where it's just like oof. Uh, this Colin Farrell guy, his career is gonna go. Um, but yeah, no, he's a great actor. If you don't believe me, see in Bruges, see Seven Psychopaths, uh, tons of other movies where he actually can act.
1: You know, another movie Colin Farrell's really good in. What's that? Widows.
0: He's so good <laughs> in Widows. <laughs> I forgot. Go he's see in Widows.
1: Widow. He is in Widows, and he is good in Widows. There's so many
0: people in that movie.
1: (laughs) There's so many people in that movie. But yes, he's in it. He's good. You're right. We didn't take him seriously because he was like a pretty boy who made terrible choices. But I think we've come around. I think we understand now.
0: (laughs) Yes. And lastly, this is a a Christmas movie uh, that, oh, good God, I'm so glad I watched it. I used to watch this so much as a kid. I don't think it even needed to be Christmas to watch this movie. Jingle all the way.
1: <laughs> Classic.
0: I my God, I must have worn out my VHS copy of this back in the day. I, as a kid I loved this movie. Um but now watching it older, there's a lot of dark shit in it and Jess I hadn't added like it was like a mini extra Christmas bonus because I'm pretty sure it was within the last year or so I bought the DVD like it was in the $5 bin but I just hadn't actually sat down and watched it. Apparently I bought the director's cut. Oh! (laughs) There's a director's cut of Jingle All the Way which... (laughs) They have. They're like, do you want to watch the theatrical version or the director's cut? I was like, director's (laughs) cut? What kind of question is that, DVD? (laughs) (laughs) And there's some added scenes that, like, you can tell why they're cut. So it makes it that much more entertaining. Um, But also, there's one sequence I want to talk about in particular. There's a brief montage when... uh, Jiggle all the way for those who maybe are blanking on what the movie is... Arnold Schwarzenegger plays a really shitty dad who forgot to get his son, this popular toy Turbo Man that comes out. And he's trying to run around on Christmas Eve and buy it, but it's out at every store. And Sinbad is in it. It's ridiculous um, because he just can't find this fucking toy because he's a shitty fucking father. There's this scene. It's a montage where he's running from all the different stores and all the different like store workers are just laughing at him. Like, Turbo Man, <laughs> those sold out weeks ago. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure the original music they had in it was like uh rocking around the Christmas tree. It was something very like upbeat and fun. Well, in the director's cut <laughs> they put like this slow depressing jazzy song <laughs> and like added more clips to the montage that just made it look like is this trying to be a drama like this father's just like oh god what did i did why did i do this i'm regretting my life choices <laughs> it's so oh, bad my and I was just like, why does this film have a director's cut? Is the like I had to look if this director did anything else and maybe this was his only film. He's like, Look, I need to release the film I wanted to make. Like
1: <laughs> Yeah, who directed Jingle All the Way? Do we know that? Do we know who the To the phones?
0: Is? As my friend Charlie Duber likes to say in his podcast. <laughs> uh, it was directed by Brian Levent. And he also directed, oof, The Flintstones, the live action movie.
1: Oh, <clears throat> I remember that one.
0: He directed Are We There Yet with Ice Cube.
1: Interesting.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, uh, Spy Next Door, um, some Scooby Doo TV movies. <laughs> huh. Uh, Beethoven, that movie with the fucking dog. Uh, so clearly, uh, a tour de force of <laughs> directing credits here. <laughs> um, a lot of TV shows back in the 80s, like Bad News Bears, Mork and Mindy, Happy Days, The New Leave It to Beaver. So clearly, this guy needed his director's cut kind of jingle all the way. <laughs> 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 oh good god so yeah jingle all the way if you haven't caught it for some reason you need to do yourself a favor it's probably in like the three to five dollar bin at your local store pick it up watch it there's a part where honor schwarzenegger literally punches a reindeer in the face <laughs> 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 there's parts with sinbad there's uh it was one of phil hartman's last roles before he died um it, it, it just, it has a lot of, a lot of stuff and also just like dark, dark stuff for a kid's movie that like, I totally did not realize, um, one including, a, a bomb, uh, <laughs> that, in uh, and <laughs> what <laughs> Sinbad's character plays a mailman and he's going crazy trying to find the toy for his son too. And he like takes out a package. He's like, this is a bomb. And everyone's like freaking out because I think it's like. Oh my the goodness, it's so like dark! A... I know, but then the thing is, he runs away to distract people and it does blow up. And, <laughs> and he just goes, This is a sick world we live in with sick people. And, and like, obviously, no one dies with the bomb. It's like a comedic, like, the guy who's holding the bomb thing is just like, it, his face is all black and his hair's standing up. But oh, good God. Uh. <laughs> you need to do yourself a favor and pick this up
1: i'm getting that director's cut for christmas like everyone's getting it in their stocking you best believe
0: abso-fucking-lutely they are (laughs) uh but jess uh anyway that's that's what i've been watching uh should we dive into the uh the main event if you will
1: Let's do it. Let's dive in, like Bruce Willis dives through elevator shafts and Die Hard. He doesn't really dive through. Well, he d- he does kind of do a a dive ish <laughs> at when it's a very it's a you very were tricky so maneuver. for that
0: transition, and then you second guessed yourself. <laughs> Just...
1: Well, I could. I oh. diving makes it sound like he like jumps in head first, but he doesn't. He like swings his body. So okay, let's swing into this topic, like. Bruce Willis swings throughout elevator shafts (laughs) (laughs) in Die Hard.
0: Yeah, so... (laughs) (laughs) Jess, before we get started, would you like to kind of talk about this whole, like, debate that people have been having for, like... I feel like it's been, like, the last five years or so on the internet in regards to this being a Christmas movie or not?
1: Yeah, so... I'd... Listeners, Brandon, I don't know what like your relationship to the movie Die Hard is, but mine has been that I've always thought of it as a Christmas movie. Always. Um, since I was pretty much a kid, well, old enough to see Die Hard, um, my family and I would watch it around the holidays every year. And it was just no question, it was a Christmas moment. It's a Christmas movie. Um, <laughs> but... Like you said, within the last few years, the internet has, as it always does, becomes a place (laughs) for fighting. (laughs) It becomes a place for us to communicate how everyone's always wrong all the time. And people out there are very hell-bent on the idea that Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. And I gotta say, I don't understand that at all. I don't see it. I don't get it. So I am definitely heavily on the debate that it is, without question, a Christmas movie. Um, But there's a lot of them out there. Maybe you haven't seen the movie. Maybe y'all didn't watch it around the holidays like my family and I did. But they don't think it's a Christmas movie. And I think that is a travesty.
0: I guarantee there's been plenty of BuzzFeed articles or things on Collider or Slashfilm or a lot of these film sites where they have certain debates on things and it's just something that some people are very passionate one way or the other and i'm not dismissing people's passion but it it is just a fun topic uh i i think it no matter what the movie is a classic whether you want to consider it a christmas classic or just one of the best action movies of all time um yeah the without a doubt um Die Hard, uh, I've watched it ever since I was a kid too. Um, It was not something that we typically watched at Christmas specifically. It was just one of those movies that would always be on TNT or USA or TBS or like whatever. Like it would be on TV and we're flipping and like, oh, Die Hard's on. Of course we got to watch this, like without question. And then obviously like years later when I got on DVD and this whole debate kind of started, the last like uh Christmas or two like I, I really like I think it was like last Christmas uh we were kind of deciding what Christmas movie I was like oh obviously the best Christmas movie ever like we need to watch Die Hard and of course some of my family joked like it's not a Christmas movie Brandon like it's it just happens to take place on Christmas blah, blah 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 I was like no like it's a Christmas movie and we watched it and I'm gonna see if I can do it again like either Christmas Eve or Christmas Day I want to watch Die Hard um, with the family it's just a great movie um so yeah, um shall we like you said, Jess, uh we both are on the side of it is a Christmas movie. I think we're gonna bring up some many valid points, but listeners, I'd like to challenge you. If you are on the side that you feel that Die Hard is not a Christmas movie and you disagree with the things we say, please Leave us a review, tweet at us, email us, entertainmentbuffet at gmail.com. We'd love to discuss it with you, and maybe we can follow up with this on a future episode. We both recently watched Die Hard again, and we we did our, our homework and studying and really brought uh, some analytical thoughts to it. This is not just us like, it's Christmas movie just be, because... No,
1: I was on my high school debate team. I know how to form arguments with facts, guys. (laughs) (laughs) This is not the fake news podcast. This is the entertainment buffet podcast.
0: Exactly. (laughs) But uh, please, we would love to hear your uh, comments, suggestions, questions, uh, responses. What do you think is Die Hard a Christmas movie? But here is our stance on it. Let's jump in, Jess. Let's just get one of the first things out of the way. The movie takes place on Christmas Eve during a holiday party. It's Christmas Eve in LA, California. Is Daddy coming home with you? Well, we'll see what Santa and Mommy can do, okay? And New York cop John McLean has come to see his wife. I missed you. Instead, He's going to have to save her.
1: Yes, it's on the holiday.
0: Yeah, it's it's an obvious go-to for Christmas movies that it it takes place on or around Christmas Eve slash Christmas Day, and actually technically this does both. So I think that's right there. Boom, <laughs> that's right, an easy one.
1: It's on the calendar of the holiday. And how many holiday movies do you watch? That aren't on the holiday, right? That's a whole that's a whole argument. But a lot of people will say it's not a Christmas movie because just because it takes place on Christmas. Okay, yes, that's true. But let's just like go a little further with that argument. The argument of Die Hard not being a Christmas movie is just a movie that takes place during Christmas. Okay, that's not true because not only does it take place on Christmas. Christmas Eve, the Christmas party, the whole thing is a major plot device in the story. It's not just like John McClane walked into a Christmas party on accident. No, 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 he flew from New York to LA to be with his family on Christmas Eve. If it wasn't Christmas, John McClane wouldn't be there. So therefore Christmas is a plot device of the story. How many non-Christmas movies do you know where Christmas is a plot device of the movie
0: boom 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 exactly boom. i am... <laughs> there's gonna be a lot of boom yeah <laughs> a, a lot hard, of mic hard. drops a lot of mic drops but don't actually drop our mics because that would be awful no but yes um like you said it takes place during an office christmas party um there's there's decorations there's a tree there's uh people just enjoying time with other uh, co-workers And um, like you said, it was the whole reason that John McClane was brought there. And essentially the entire thing of the movie, John McClane, yes, he wants to stay alive, but he wants to protect his wife and he wants to get home to his family. So like that's like it's not just like I want to save the day just because there are personal stakes with it. Uh, with his wife being one of the captive uh the people captive there so there's multiple reasons you could have just done the movie that like oh he wants to get home to his family yes but you have the addition that his wife is at the party as a hostage so he not only wants to get home to his family but also save part of his family that are there so it's all about in the end he wants to bring the family together like they should be
1: To that point, Brandon, let's just, like, really quickly, let's just think of this connection. It's a Wonderful Life, A Christmas Story, (laughs) Miracle on 34th Street, Home Alone, what do all those movies have in common? Family, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, Family, Die Hard, Family, Christmas movies revolve around family.
0: Exactly. Boom. (laughs) Like,
1: literally, like any good Christmas movie, family is at the heart of the story. You're trying to fight your way to get that Christmas well, have a happy, jolly holiday with your family and loved ones. And that's exactly what John McClane is trying to do. Like you said, he's not just being, like, a hero. He's trying to save his wife and make amends to his kids, who he has not been there for, and just trying to have a really nice Christmas, really good holiday. And here comes Hans Gruber, Ruining the day for him, and now he's got to like, what a Scrooge! Like, really, (laughs) Hans Gruber is a Scrooge, but really, like, not only does he go, like I said, New York to L.A. because it's Christmas, he also like shows up at the airport with a teddy bear, like Christmas gift for his daughter, like ready to go. He is so ready to like meet his kids, but first he's got to like say hi to his wife, and then meet all of her coworkers at a holiday party. Christmas is such a plot device of the whole movie. Like... Yes. So, no, it's not just, like, a movie that takes place during Christmas. Christmas is seeped into every corner of this movie.
0: Yes, and I think the reason why hans gruber and his men decided to have this whole robbery and this whole hostage situation was because he knew that the cops and a lot of things would be all disrupted by christmas uh there's uh i mean spoilers alerts, i mean if you haven't seen die hard uh, do yourself a favor i'm sure you could find it at a store on amazon it's it's you gotta see it but uh there's a part later in the movie where the fbi are like well we need to cut the power to like really throw off the criminals." And uh, the guy's like, well, you got to turn off like a whole city grid. And it's like, we can't, it's Christmas Eve. They've got to take out a whole city grid. We're talking 10 square blocks. 10 blocks, James Johnson. That's crazy. It's Christmas Eve, man. There's
1: thousands of people. You have to we go can't. wider. Look, The I mayor can't. will have my ass.
0: Authorization? How
1: about the United States fucking government? Hey, lose the grid or you lose your job.
0: I think that's why he wanted to do the whole heist during that time because the cops would be especially thrown off Because a lot of them were probably at home and got called in to go to uh, this whole hostage situation. They're not wanting to be there. They're not going to be on their A-game. So, like, it's a psychological thing that Hans Gruber is probably thinking with this situation.
1: That is a genius argument. Because I've never thought of it that way, honestly. Like, you just blew my mind. Like, yes! Like... Because he's an expert villain, and a story is not going to give away the villain's tricks. So you're probably right. He probably was like, everyone will be super distracted. I can fuck shit up easily today. Ah, yes.
0: <laughs> also, let's get this out of the way. Most, a lot of Christmas movies will have green or red. This movie has plenty of red. I mean, <laughs> some of it is, some of it is in the form of blood uh sure it may not be family friendly but you know blood happens teach kids young be careful um like (laughs) there's even a part where john mcclain makes a christmas joke where he kills one of the first uh terrorists quote unquote uh and robbers uh the carl his brother he kills him breaks his neck and writes on his shirt in blood ho, 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 now I have a machine gun, and puts a Santa hat on him and, like, sends him down the elevator to Hans Gruber and the other terrorists. Now I have a machine gun. Ho, ho, ho. But, yeah, there's plenty of red. Like I said, I know it's in the form of blood, but uh, it, it's one of the christmas colors. It's all over the place. Um whether it's John McClane bleeding or like walking in the glass and it's all over his foot. Plenty of red, festive colors. It it's just one of the things. So, uh Jess, what's another point that uh comes up for you?
1: So, going back to Hans Gruber, expert villain. Um expertly played by not Gary Oldman, Alan Rickman. See Throwback to our old listeners. (laughs) Hey, guys. (laughs) The whole time I was watching it, I was like, Alan Rickman, he's dead. Gary Oldman, not dead. Okay. (laughs) I don't know. Anyway. Hans Gruber. Uh, Deep cut. He has a very sweet Christmas angel baby moment. Okay. Like, and what is a Christmas movie if not having your bad guy, your the Grinch of the movie, have a nice redeeming moment. Okay, here we go. Hans is taking the whole Nakatomi building hostage. The whole party is hostage. They've been hostage for hours. They've been standing. They've been sitting on the floor. It's very uncomfortable. A lot of them are super drunk or coked out, and they're just like standing in a room. It's very terrible, very awful. Well, John McClain's wife is negotiating on behalf of the hostages, and she's talking to Hans, and she's like, look, Hans, one of our hostages is super pregnant. She's really uncomfortable. Her back is hurting her. Can we just, like, please give her a nice place to stay? And Hans, Hans says, I'll have my men bring a couch out for her to sit on. Will that do? Oh, like... she's pregnant like let's bring the girl out of couch Like, oh <laughs> like there's like a nice wholesome holiday like redemption moment where even the villain is like yes we can be human like the pregnant woman can sit on a couch like so nice because really if he was like a villain who was attacking not on christmas he might have just popped that pregnant woman off but no he's like let's let her sit on the couch. Like, very nice, very Grinch with, like, a heart that grew three times its size kind of moment. Um, and I don't know. I just think, like, that's so sweet. Like, what a re- nice redemption holiday moment. Also, sidebar, John McClane's wife's name is Holly, which is a Christmas herb. How many non-Christmas movies do you know have some of their main characters named after Christmas themes? I'm sorry, the name Holly as the main character's wife is just giving me, like, very Hallmark Channel movie vibes because all those white women are named Holly on those.
0: (laughs) Or Noelle. Yeah!
1: (laughs) Or Noelle. Yes, exactly. Like, it's either Noelle or Holly. Her name is Holly. It's a Christmas movie.
0: Yeah. Unknown tiny fact, Holly's middle name was Jolly. I'm just kidding. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Holly Jolly Gennaro Klain. Uh, It's very they're really on the nose with it um but (laughs) it's so true i never noticed that until jess told me of that point um uh, before we recorded she's like yeah her name's holly i was like holy shit how did i not see that (laughs) lived almost 27 years and didn't notice that
1: (laughs) Like seriously, when I noticed that, I was like, it, "It, it, there's just the debate is over. Like, there are no <laughs> white women in non-Christmas movies that are named Holly or Noel. Like, this is it. Like, this is the deal breaker. Like." Yes, like, it's like naming her Mrs. Claus. Like, yes.
0: Now, the last thing McLean wants... Think, damn it, think, ...is to be a hero. Where's Where? Another huge point, Jess, that uh, we we both noticed is the, the soundtrack. It, it is either just straight-up Christmas music, like famous Christmas songs, or it's songs that are kind of just like with jingle bells kind of sounding like even even parts where they're the men are first taking over the building it's kind of just like ching 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 you know like just little joyous music thrown out and i know that's kind of like the juxtaposition of like these violent things with such joyful music but it's happy music it's it's christmas music the what Do you watch movies or shows that are non-Christmas things that they just throw Christmas stuff in there unless it's a Christmas-themed episode or thing? No.
1: Exactly. The first song of the entire movie just a few minutes in is Christmas in Hollis by Run DMC, which is a fantastic Christmas rap song. If it's not on your Christmas playlist, go put it on right now. It's great. But, like, so that's, like, what sets the tone is a Christmas song, but... All of the soundtrack is Christmas music. Like like you said, like how many movies or shows only exclusively use Christmas music, but is not a Christmas movie.
0: Yeah. I I, I would like the listeners to name some stuff for us. It's just it's just how it is. Christmas movies have Christmas songs and this is one of them. Boom. one thing i want to bring up jess is the relationship between al and the main character john mclean now for those who are wondering who al is al is the cop on the outside who uh, starts talking to john mclean on the radio in the building and they don't know each other al is an la cop and Bruce Willis, John McClain, is from New York. He's a New York cop and for a long time doesn't know that John McClain is a cop himself. But they form this bond that, without even meeting, they uh, believe each other and just, like, kind of share similar uh, just ways that they think things should go about and the way the police are handling the situation and also provide moral support. And even in a very touching part like bruce willis pretty much asks al that like hey if i don't make it you need to tell my wife i'm sorry and tell her uh you know she she knows that i love her but like tell her that i'm sorry and i never fucking say that and like it's this moment where it's just very it's it's this action movie just kind of doing a little emotional beat but also by the end of the movie when they finally do meet in person they see each other and it's just like this joyous moment and they hug and they've just instantly become best friends over this whole experience. And like, that's one thing that, you know, if you happen to maybe not have family or you don't uh, have certain things you do on the holidays, like it can bring friends closer together or maybe a way you can make new friends. And this is one of those moments.
1: Exactly. The holidays are all about embracing people, making people feel connected, making people feel included, forging new friendships, understanding the people around you, and that's exactly what John McLean and Al do.
0: Absolutely. Al, Al, do you copy? Hey, Roy, how you feeling? Pretty fucking unappreciated, Al. Hey, look, I love you. So do a lot of the other guys.
1: So you hang in there, man, you hear me?
0: you hang in there yeah thanks partner so I mean we're winding down here Uh, I feel like we've laid out plenty of reasons but I think one of the biggest reasons um, most if not all Christmas movies have a happy ending and I feel like we've talked about this movie's about family about friends coming together about uh, just overall everything uh, becoming better than it was before. And I think that's what happens. Like, Die Hard has a happy ending. It ends with, uh, we just said a little bit ago, John McClane embracing his new friend Al. He he, he has a new friend with Argyle, the limo driver, uh, who, like, was loyal to him, locked in the basement, uh, and still drives him and John McClane's wife, Holly, home. Uh, he... Uh, him and Holly were fighting in the beginning of the film, and they're just so happy to be together and that they survive this. They realize what's important um, is not the little bickerings um, over like names or uh, work or things like that. It's about family. They embrace, they hug, they kiss, with Christmas music playing. And also, there's kind of like debris from explosion that's falling like snow. It's just like what a. a, a <laughs> That is a Christmas ending, if I've ever heard it. Everything coming together how it should be. I mean, I I, I feel like if there was ever a time to say boom, it'd be right now, boom. (laughs) (laughs) I think we
1: are just right. I I don't. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm sorry. I, I, I really am just seeing Christmas movie all around for me there's more arguments that it is a Christmas movie. There's very few arguments that it's not. But again, listeners, if you have arguments that it's not a Christmas movie, please let me know because I am willing to be open-minded about this, but I just don't I don't see it.
0: Yeah. I, I, I the I used to always just like think oh it's just because it takes place on Christmas but no like when you break down all these things that Jess has come up with that that, uh, that we that we notice that we're bringing to your attention I mean really what we should be saying is Mary Boom Miss <laughs> <laughs> Yes Yippee Kaye <laughs> motherfuckers Boom <laughs> <laughs> Like seriously. Um, it just, like I said, the, everything comes together between the soundtrack and the, the little themes, the, the ending. Uh, what more do you need? It's uh, sure. I understand it's violent. It's not for kids, but you know, not everything's about kids. God damn it. Like it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Fuck kids. No, I'm just kidding.
0: Just... <laughs> <laughs> We're keeping that. <laughs> <laughs> Merry
1: Christmas, oh fuck the kids. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, God. Yes, exactly. But also, I <laughs> would
1: also argue that Christmas National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, Brandon, that's a Christmas movie, right? Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you say there's some moments of violence in that? I mean, for God's sakes, a girl's eyes get frozen while they're open. That, that moment freaked me out more than anything that's in Die Hard.
0: <laughs> yeah, and let's be honest. Like, Die Hard is not that violent. There's a lot of things that you could explain to kids that, like, you know, should or shouldn't do things like that. And that's just down to your parenting. Don't blame the movie. Uh, this is this is a movie that I I feel like it should be for the whole family. It's got some language. It's got some blood. That's <laughs> life. It's life.
1: <laughs> it's life. Get over you're it, gonna, kid. Gonna, you might get stabbed. <laughs>
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's got dark. someone
1: might say fuck in front of you. You know, get yeah. over it. Merry Christmas. Get over it.
0: Exactly.
1: If anything, Die Hard is a great Christmas movie for kids because it toughens them up and makes them prepared for any obstacles life might throw at them. <laughs>
0: Okay. I'm gonna make such yeah. a good
1: mom one day. I'm gonna be so good. <laughs> <in a parenting.
0: laughs> oh my god! Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jess, we're winding down here. Uh, it's like you said. I think we're just right. But hey, listeners, you may not agree. You may not like what we're saying. But we, we're not saying don't give us your argument. We would love to hear what you have to say. What are your counterpoints? What are your points in what you think designates a Christmas movie or not a Christmas movie? I, I would love to continue this debate. But right now, this is something that Jess and I didn't debate with one another. But as a team, we both agree and provided different rhymes and reasons. I mean, even just a few of these could be why. But you just heard a whole podcast on why.
1: Yeah, come at us. Argue with it. (laughs) Let's go. Let's go.
0: So, Jess, would you like drum roll on who our winner of the $20 Amazon gift card is?
1: Yes, the moment we've all been waiting for. The winner of the social media gift card raffle is...
0: Tip, 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 tip,
1: Haley B. <gasps> Yay! Yay! Yeah. Money for you!
0: Congrats. Thank you so much for sharing on social media. Haley also left us a review. She says, hello, I am brand new to your podcast. And I just wanted to say, I think your episode topics are great. Unique and interesting, such as episodes on shows that ended too soon slash not soon enough. I think a lot of entertainment podcasts get caught up covering the same kind of content as everyone else, but I think your episode topics are out of the box, which is what I like. Thank you so much, Haley. We appreciate those kind words, and uh, we hope to continue that trend going forward into 2019 with some other topics. So please feel free, whether it's yourself or maybe any other friends or loved ones that listen to the podcast, give us a shout-out on entertainmentbuffet at gmail.com or at entertainmentbuffet on Twitter. Give us some suggestion topics. What do you guys feel that other entertainment podcasts aren't covering enough of? What do you want to hear about? Jess, we also have a $30 Amazon gift card.
1: The big money bags. Money bags, money bags. The winner of the review raffle... Is drum, roll, drum roll, tap, 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 tap 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 tap
0: Crush Galaxy. Yay yeah. <laughs> Yay you get money too
1: everyone Ooh. gets money unless oh you didn't gosh. partake then you didn't get anything. Yay!
0: <laughs> Christmas
1: holidays.
0: Thank you so much, Cole Rush, uh who left this review. Uh, this was an old review for about a year ago that says entertainment buffet is a great time, uh, bring topics to the table that I often debate with my friends. Super fun podcast. Wow. Another review about our topics. Yes. Awesome. Awesome guys. Thank you so much.
1: We'll be in touch with you guys about how we're going to give you those cards. In the meantime, thank you so much for taking part in our raffle.
0: Absolutely. Jess, where they, can they find you on the social medias?
1: On Instagram and Twitter,
0: I am at Jess Quaz. And on Instagram and Twitter, I am at The Pros, T H E P R O Z E. And Entertainment Buffet on uh, Instagram is at Entertainment Buffet. On Twitter, at Entertain Buffet. We're also on Facebook, entertainmentbuffet.com, as well as the Gmail. I want to hear your responses to our topic debate today on Die Hard being a Christmas movie. What are your thoughts? We'll read them on the next podcast. Entertainmentbuffet at gmail.com. And yeah, thank you so much for listening to all of our episodes in 2018. Um please also check out Friends of the Show movie trailer trash, hosted by Charlie and Bethany Duber. Awesome show over there, as well as Jeremy Meyer with the Sheld podcast. Um, yeah, many awesome things going on on those podcasts, too. So, give them a listen and rate review their stuff, too. Um, it, we all appreciate it in the podcast family when you show us your appreciation by just giving us a little review and rate us. So, um, Jess. Anything you'd like to say to close out two thousand eighteen before we get into two
1: thousand nineteen? Um, let's just end this year. It's been a time.
0: <laughs> let's just stop it. Yeah. Let's
1: stop it. <laughs> let's
0: it has move on. Yeah. <laughs> it's certainly been an interesting year and we can't wait. We're gonna be doing some some reformatting of the podcast, adding some segments retooling it a bit and um yeah Uh, we're excited guys
1: yes there's more to come in 2019 we are taking a break for the holidays but we will be back after the new year in the meantime i hope you all have an awesome holiday season and a fun fantastic new year's eve
0: yes go watch die hard go watch jingle all the way all the classic christmas movies enjoy time uh, watching those and go listen to our old episodes before we start throwing some new ones at you
1: yeah you'll have a few weeks why not why not go stroll down memory lane with your favorite entertainment buffet duo
0: exactly all right jess all right listeners i think it's about time we bid you adieu merry christmas and yippee kaye motherfuckers
1: Do you really think you have a chance against us, Mr. Cowboy? Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker.